This is Big Tasty Sports. Week 14 in the NFL, and we are back with some best bets. Last week, a little bit better than it's been, though still not good. 5-8-2 and two overall. The the good the good part last week was the plus money picks. Uh, if you haven't been listening before, everybody makes two picks, uh, regular picks, and then one that's plus money. The plus money picks actually went 3-0-2 last week. Obviously, those ties coming from the Giants and Commanders, where a couple people were on the Giants. So three good plus money picks. Uh, well, and I mean, all five weren't bad, I guess, with two pushing. So that was good, and we're going to keep try to keep that rolling and, and flip this 5-8-2 and two the other way, at least, if not do a little bit better. As always, if you're watching the videos, would love for you to hit that like button, subscribe, rate, and review if you're listening on the podcast. And I think I talked about this last week a little bit, and I talked with Phil a little bit about this today before his picks, but One of the things I would just really encourage you, and maybe you could say I'm just saying this because the picks have been rough the last three or four weeks, and maybe that's true, but I think that there's something beyond that in terms of what you're looking for when you're listening to picks or content. I'd encourage you to find places where you are getting good information from people that you can then take into your process or whatever and and be actionable on the best example for me of this is in the UFC. So I do, I do a lot of UFC stuff. I bet the UFC, I do my own research. I do some tape study, but I absolutely do not do anywhere near the tape study that a lot of other people that I respect do, which is why I follow people like Dan Tom, like, uh, like Cody Saftik, the dogger pass podcast, whatever there's, there's, five, six, seven, eight people, Lou Betcha, who was on here, you know, there's a bunch of people that I follow with UFC because I am well aware that I don't know as much as they do. And I probably don't spend the same amount of time researching fights that they do, but I don't generally just take their picks and run out and bet them. What I do is I listen to their explanations for why they think certain things will happen. Sometimes I end up betting something different than what they are. I mean, this week is a good example where I've listened to a number of people already. And there's a couple people who have been making arguments on a couple of the fights that to me seem pretty weak compared to the argument for the other side. Now, I may be right. I may be wrong. But the point is, I still I respect these people in terms of the way that they're looking at the fights. And so I, and as I get to know them and listen to them more, I can take into account how you can kind of tell how strong somebody feels about something if you've listened to them enough. And so sometimes I know that they're making a case just because they have to make content. And other times it feels like they really are feeling strong about a particular play or a particular angle. So I would say with stuff like this, whether it's NFL, whatever sport it is, my encouragement would be for you to be able to do the same thing. You may not have time to do all the research. You may not be able to be as invested as some of the people who are creating content, but that doesn't mean that you can't listen with a critical ear and try to pick out what the good good things are that people are saying and where they're just a little off base or you think they're off base. So as we go through the picks, hopefully we will continue to be able to provide you with that, not just the picks, but why people think they're good. And from there, you can factor that in, in terms of if those are plays that you want to make, or if you think people are headed the wrong direction, and it might be plays that you want to fade. The reality of doing this is that 
things go up and down, and we've certainly experienced it this season. Big up at the beginning, pretty big down since then. Hopefully we can finish up so that the season overall is good, but obviously there are never any promises on that. The only promise is got people on here who have been doing sports betting for a while and put the time in and think through it well, and they're going to share that stuff with you. So with all that said, let's jump on over into the NFL best bets for week 14. It is my weekly Thursday night sit down with Yanni, uh, which is always a highlight of the week. How's it going tonight, Yanni? It's going well, man. How about yourself? Man, it's good. Uh, Today was the first day of a multiple day vacation where I'm mostly just staying at home, but I'm not working. So I was actually doing, not surprisingly, a lot with betting today, little house cleaning. So not too bad. Staycation is the new vacation. And man, as long as it is. As long as you got some things to wager on, it's all good. Exactly. Which this is Thursday night. It'll be over by the time people see it. But the game tonight doesn't give us the best uh, of wagering opportunities with the the Rams involved. But you take what you can get, I guess. Yeah, you know, I I I'm a little lighter than I'd like to be for a Thursday night game, as far as what I'm looking at. But I, I think Devonte Adams is a good play tonight, right? I mean, he's yeah, he, he's clearly kind of like the best guy out there. So uh, we'll see. Totally, we'll see. No. he's a beast, man. He's absolutely oh, yeah. a beast. So no doubt, no doubt. How was your day today? Good. Uh, you know, I unfortunately had a busy day and I, ironically, my day was centered around handicapping and it didn't work out that way. So I, I'm a little little behind, but, you know, it, luckily, obviously, we've gone through some things already this week. So not not the end of the world, but kind of like you, it's call it degenerate, whatever you want. But that's what I want to spend my day doing. And it didn't happen today. <laughs> I know it always is a bummer, especially if you think you're going to have time to do it and then you don't. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's always a bummer. Exactly. So. All right, man. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump into it here. Uh, I know, you know, we talked on uh, D's podcast, which will come out sometime before too long, walk through some of these games, but I'm very interested to see what you pull out as your three most confident selections for the week. So uh, let's let's kick it off. Well, first of all, I don't know how much confidence I have, and I'll tell you why. There were six or seven plays that I like this week, and obviously I'm trying to narrow it down to two plus a plus money pick. And I feel like whenever I'm in that range of half a dozen games, it seems like I always pick the wrong ones. And, you know, I, I realize that's part of just the statistics of betting and, and how it works sometimes, but particularly the last like month of the season, it's been that way with both picks and player props. So as I pick these three, I, I you know, I'm going to keep my sheet here and, and I'm going to evaluate obviously on, on Sunday, what ends up happening here to see if that trend holds true. So we'll see, but that's just a little bit about where my confidence level is with these picks here today. So I, I but I'll tell you, I'll get started. I, I do like this first pick a lot though. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I, I can't remember. I like to give credit when I see something from a capper that I like. Um, and for the life of me, I can't remember where I saw this, but this popped up early on the radar. And I said, oh, that, that looks interesting. Did a little bit of research and definitely liked it. And again, I, I wish I could give credit because I cannot remember for the life of me where I saw this. But what I'm looking at here is New York Jets team total over 16 and a half. Uh-huh. Um, and, and look, I, I, first of all, I think 
you know, I'm a Bills fan. I hope the Bills shut them out. I'll take the loss. I'll, I'll be happy with it. But but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that this Jets team with Mike White believes in what they're doing offensively. Their wide receiver core is healthy. And I think that the fact that they beat the Bills once already, they're going in with some confidence. It's not like they're going to go in there being intimidated and think, ah, I don't know if we can play with this team. They know they can play with them. So I like them in this spot. I feel like with the way Mike White's been throwing, and sure, it's a small sample size. He could easily get destroyed. But I think that he is playing well enough here that they're going to come up with 17 points somehow in this game. Um, again, I'll be happy to be wrong as a Bills fan on this, but I don't think so. I think that's a very solid play getting this Jets offense, which is blocking better. They, they run a nice scheme, I believe. I mean, you watch, well, you saw them last week. Yeah. You know, the way they incorporate some of the reverses and just different things they do, they have a creative game plan. So 16 and a half points seems too low, even though I know they're on the road playing against a, you know, a quality defense. I just yep. think that it's going to be one of those situations where, yeah, maybe they scratch and claw, but they're going to get to 17 points, I think, in this game. Yeah, I like that. Did you get it at minus 110 or what was the juice on that? Uh, let me pull it real quick. I just had it here. I, one, I minus, pulled up FanDuel to look, but. Minus 115 on DraftKings. Okay. I will say, I don't know if you prefer this or not, because I don't know how much 16 is a key number, but FanDuel has 15 and a half at minus 122. So the Ooh. juice is a little bit more, but you get another let, point. So let, let, Hey, let's do that. I would take All that. Right. I mean, 16 to me. It's worth that point for the the seven cents of juice there. Let, let's yep. do it. I kind of thought it. so too. So, man, that is interesting. I will admit I have not looked into team totals as much as I probably should. Maybe I've gotten a little bit lazy or something, but I've really focused on just the sides and the totals in general. But I like that play a lot too, man. Um, this offense with Mike White, while Mike White is not a Hall of Famer in the making or anything, they're competent now. And I like what you said about them being creative sometimes. And let's be honest, this Jets defense is a defense that is capable of putting their offense in some good situations too. You know, um, pinning somebody deep, getting an interception, whatever it is. Um, so man, to come up with 17, or in this case, 16, I think that's really solid. It, it sure seems like it. And, and I'll tell you this, I, I, I don't think this is going to happen. And again, as a Bills fan, I hope this doesn't happen. But but I got to be honest with you. We talked about it on D's show. The plus 10, which is out there right now, is pretty appealing. And I got to tell you, it plus 380 money line, that's not the worst bet in the world. Now, do I think they're going to go in there and win? Probably not. But I think the, the potential return on investment, if you're one of those guys that likes to kind of take shots with a live dog, that number to me seems way off. I mean, I, I feel like that's more of a plus 300 type line to me, um, if that even. So, you know, plus 380 is out there on the money line. And I'm not going to use that for my plus money pick, even though whoever does that and wins could make up some ground. But I mean, it's, it's I, just, I, I just think, you know, even though we know the Bills can blow out teams, it's, it's very doable for them. But I just feel like the way they're playing defense right now, and, and as, as I think we, you know, we all know Von Miller's not going to be there. I, I just feel like, again, 15 and a half, 16 and a half point, that's too low. So that, that'll be my first play. Yeah, man, this won't come as a shock to you after the conversation we had, but um, I haven't recorded my segment, but that plus 10 is in the running for me uh, because it got to 10 like that. That's a big number. And I actually did throw a very small amount on that money line that you just talked about, too. 
I will be very happy if I can get inside that plus 10 and I'll go ahead and lose the money line wager and we'll let, a bill's win sounds good to me, but uh, it does seem pretty wide um, for, for where the jets are at right now. So I, I agree, man. I just think their defense is playing too well. And I think white gives them some confidence and, and really, you know, even if it, and you kind of saw it in that game last week, even if they, even if the jets don't win, they're playing very competitively. And I think the differences we saw with Zach Wilson three and out, three and out, you know, they, they just couldn't yep. stay on the field, at least with white, they're moving the ball. I mean, I know they stalled last week, kicked a bunch of field goals, but I mean, they're moving up and down the field. So it's not like they're, they're struggling to get the offense going. Yep. Agreed. Uh, what confidence level do you want to go with on that one? I, you know, I'll give it a three just because again, yeah. I like the number. Um, I, I feel like the number solid and, and I, at least for me, that's, that's the one I ended up grading as my top pick for the week. I mean, my vote of confidence is I just bet it while we were talking. So. <laughs> there you go. I like <laughs> That's it. my vote of confidence. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, all right, man. Uh, what's the second pick? All right. So I'm going to go with a two-team six-point teaser here for the second pick. Um, and there are some eight-and-a-halfs out there with the Kansas City Chiefs right now on Unabated. Um, I think two mm. or three sites have eight-and-a-half right now. So I'm looking at that and I'm going to partner that with the Philadelphia Eagles minus seven. So obviously chiefs down to two and a half Eagles to minus one. And it's pretty simple. And I know it's not a full long teaser. The Eagles are on the road. I get it. And it's a divisional game. I don't like that either, but I just think, you know, this giants team finally coming back to earth a little bit, um, a little bit of reality check for that offense there. You know, they struggle to kind of throw the football. Barkley slowed down a little bit. And I think this Eagles defense getting Jordan Davis back, I think that helps with their run defense against a guy like Saquon Barkley. We see, obviously, on offense, they they seem to be able to kind of score whenever they need and want to. So I think they get it done. The Chiefs game, I, you know, I have a weird feeling this is going to be closer than maybe some people think. I don't know. We know the Chiefs are capable of blowing anybody out. We know that. But I don't think that's going to be the case here. I, I feel like that Denver defense, I mean, all they do is play tough and, and hold teams to, you know, 13, 14, 17 points. Um, I don't know if they'll do that here. And obviously, I have no confidence in Russell Wilson in that offense. So I, I feel like the Chiefs coming off of a loss, they want to kind of get back going strong in the home stretch. They still have a shot to get that one seed, I, you know, even though they're not in the driver's seat right now. I don't see them losing. I hope that at that minus two and a half, you, you think, oh, all they need to do is win. Well, I lost last week with Baltimore minus two and a half yep. because they only got it. They snuck out a one point win. So it's not impossible. But I think Kansas City at the end of the day, just too much firepower there. Not enough firepower for Denver. I think that the Chiefs come away with a win, even if it is a, a six point win or, a, you know, a relatively close game. I think they come away with a win and same thing with Philly. So I'll, I'll roll the dice with that two point teaser or I'm sorry, six point two team teaser. Yeah, definitely like both of these games. All that you just said about them there. Just to speak to the Kansas City one a little bit, because Philly, I think two teams kind of go in different directions, you know, fully on board there. Kansas City, I have, I've had sort of that same feeling because I've thought about betting a couple teasers with Kansas City already, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet. But as I think about this game more, at least from a logical perspective, number one, they're coming off a loss. And like you said, they're still in play for that number one seed. And I think they would certainly want to just be get the division over and done with at least two. Right. Um, and I think Patrick Mahomes, like I think this is a good matchup for Kansas City because Denver has 
you know, a, a good piece or two in that secondary, but Kansas city doesn't really have a number one receiver. They just throw it all over the place. They throw it to their backs. And then the defense that has worked best, I think against Kansas city is dropping a bunch of people into coverage and just rushing maybe three and making Patrick Mahomes work within that. He's pretty good against pressure. I don't know what Denver will do on that side with pressure and everything, but I think Kansas City's offense is set up as well as about anyone to go against Denver's defense specifically. Um, not to blow them out or anything. I don't mean that. But I, I think they'll be able to put up enough points here that I, I think Kansas City even does come close to that number. But certainly like teasing it down a lot more than than betting the number. Yeah, I, I mean, I well, first of all, I, I just I can't bet on Denver. I know that, but you yeah, know, I think I think that line is too high right now for Kansas City. I I, I just I kind of see it as a little bit of a lower scoring game, maybe mm-hmm. a, a twenty three to sixteen type game where you know Kansas City figures out a way to win. But I think it's going to be close. Hopefully, the at least for this teaser bet, the Chiefs get it done here. And and again, I think one key here is they got to stay patient. Andy Reid has to run the football. The the Broncos can be run against for as well as their defense has played this year. They give up some yards on the ground. So it can't be all Mahomes slinging it around the yard. They're going to have to try to stay a little bit patient, try to run, you know, in between the tackles a little bit. And I think they can, whether or not, I mean, we know Andy Reid likes to kind of throw those running plays out the window by the time he gets to (laughs) second quarter there. But but I mean, I think if they stay patient, they'll, they'll be fine. I like it. The last thing I just went and looked at this because uh, I, I had a hunch that it was very low. Denver has gone over 16 points twice this year. Yep. So and and those two games I were in the low 20s. Uh, it was 21 against Jacksonville and 23 against the Raiders early on. So just to your point again, I mean, when we're talking about uh, covering especially a two and a half point spread and a tease, basically Kansas City needs to get to 20, you know? Yeah, I, so uh, that's it. That's and, yeah. and again, I, I would not be surprised if it ends up being that 20 to 13 or 23 to 16 type yeah. game. I, I, that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah, I like it. Uh, confidence on that one? I, you know, it's it's a teaser and it's not traditional. I'll, I'll give it a, an average two confidence All right. there. All right. I feel, I, I feel a three for it in, in, you know, for me, but I hope you're right. Yeah. I hope I am too. Get you, (laughs) get you the sweep this week. Right. There you go. Um, All right. Well, that leaves us with the ever exciting plus money pick of the week. Yeah. You know, I, I, I will say I feel pretty good after basically starting over a hundred with these plus money picks. <laughs> I'm actually heated up a little bit with them. So I feel good about that. Um, I, you know, again, it's like, I'd love to pull the trigger on a massive upset like the jets, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I certainly can't root against my team, even with that emotional hedge. So um, I'm not going to do that. So instead I'm going to play another team total, but an alt team total. Um, the Miami Dolphins, I'm going to take it over 29 and a half points at plus 118. Um, you know, they, we talked about it on D show on his podcast that when this team plays bad defenses, they flat out score and they, they put up basically four 30 plus point performances in a row. And really the one, the one that burned me was when they put up 30 points in the first half. Um, it is yes. yeah, but, but I mean, you know, they're playing a chargers defense that is not very good. And in fairness, they are missing a lot of players on that defense. Um, but I think that just goes to what this is going to be, which is an explosive offense. That's going to have some creative play calling 
and some very, I'm going to call it safe play calling for their quarterback against a defense that doesn't generate pressure, um, can't really cover in the secondary and can't stop the run. So you, you start looking at that and saying, how are they going to stop this offense? And, and I think especially with Miami coming off of a game that they were slowed down a little bit, um, I, I feel like they're going to have a good performance. It's a primetime game. They're going to want to, I mean, guys like, you know, Tyree Kill, they like to play in situations like that. I just, I, I feel like for plus money, the odds of them getting to 30 in this game, they seem really good to me. So, you know, their normal line is, is 27 and a half. Give me a couple more points. I mean, if they can get to 28, surely they can get to 30, right? So give me a couple more points. Give me the plus money and, and let's see if they can kind of keep that streak of 30 points against bad defenses going. 100%. I mean, I think 35 is absolutely in the normal range of possibility for this game. I love what you said. Of <laughs> That was awesome. They can't rush the passer. They can't cover anyone in the secondary and they can't stop the run. I'm like, well, that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good setup for a team that does all of those things well. So uh yeah, it's, all those things well. So it, well, it's a mismatch. And I think the one difference is that game that we got or I got burned with the over against Houston was well, Houston couldn't score. I think what we could have here is we could have the Chargers scoring. Yeah. So if they can even somewhat keep pace. Miami's going to have to keep firing. So it's not like they're going to be like, oh, it's 24 to nothing. And they're going to take their foot off the gas. I mean, you know, they, they should be playing for four quarters. I'm imagining in this game. Um, so again, I, I feel like they can get to 30 and you mentioned it. I mean, I, I toyed with the idea of going to 31 and a half for higher plus money, but I'm like, yeah, it's probably getting a little greedy. We'll, we'll stick with the 29 and a half and try no to need to be greedy. Here. Yeah. We'll try to hit the winner here and get it. Yep. Uh, how confident are you on that one? I'll give it a two. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I think it's a solid plus money wager. Um, yep. You know, we'll, we'll see. You've inspired me. Uh, I'm talking to D in the tomorrow morning, Friday morning and recording my plays. And then I'll get this video out. I'm gonna have to dive into some team totals tonight. I haven't done that uh, for too long. I do have a first half play again that I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going with, which I have not done in a little while. So, you know, always good to keep looking at those other angles. Uh, oh, for, for sure. Stuff. Absolutely, so. man. I, I, I'm a firm believer that the way to beat the books these days are with those other angles. It's hard going just straight against the spread these days. It's tough. It absolutely is. All right, man. Well, hey, it's about time to go watch your showdown lineups come in first and hit some big scores tonight. Yeah, man. We'll see how that goes. Devontae Adams, where you at? <laughs> He'll come through. Uh, hey, if if you are not already, follow Yanni at Yanni underscore bet on Twitter or at, oh, I always get it mixed up, at The Bet Crushers. The Bet Crushers, yep. yes. Yep, find and us there. And go to betcrushers.com. Personally, so I don't do a ton of DFS, but I have been enjoying putting in a couple lineups a week, and Yanni's articles are always the foundation uh, for where I'm starting with those plays, and then I you know, do a little research on my own and probably make some stupid, stupid lineup moves, but it's fun. Uh, that, that I'm just doing for fun. So do go check all that out um, and get the, the prop plays, the sides, the DFS, the whole shebang. All right. With that said, I will talk to you soon, man. I appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. All right. You too. Next up, we've got D back online ready to make some NFL picks, but before we make picks, we got to give the people what they want, which is your take on, on Baker Mayfield, best QB in the NFL. Baker Mayfield. 
How about that last night? I barely even watched the game until the fourth quarter. I saw that they were driving and I said, wow, this guy's on what? Four days rest. Maybe he played last week. He played on Carolina. He was on the Carolina roster. Actually, he didn't play. It, it, it's so hard to keep track of where this guy's been. He flies to L.A. Apparently, he was going to fly to L.A. even if he wasn't signed by the Rams. I have no idea. Like, I guess he wanted to be out in L.A. Went out there. I don't know if he was texting on the plane or if they texted beforehand. Said, yeah, come to Los Angeles. Maybe start on Thursday night. And he started on Thursday night. They got it done. And the Raiders are a continuous disaster in this league, Tasty. Seriously, they, they were probably like, Baker, all we need you to do is come in, know four plays, and lead us on a game-winning drive against the Raiders in your first game. Then you can suck That's again it. after that. Yeah, and here we are. Maybe he'll have a bunch of more commercials coming out. That that probably locked up a job for him in the league next year. It's probably like at least a high-paying backup, or maybe he'll be the starter on a team that's in a rebuild year, but good for him, man. He seems like a confident, happy-go-lucky guy. Didn't work out in Carolina. Hopefully he can get some good coaching and not the Rams year, not the Raiders year, but a fun ending to, to Thursday night football. Yeah. Unfortunately I went to bed before the only part of the game, which was fun, which was the very end. So I missed it, which is, I guess. Totally don't that. blame you at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was putting me to sleep. So, all right, man. Well, hey, it's time to uh, jump back into the best bets for the week. Um, ready to get on a run here, hopefully. I think we had some good conversation on your podcast, which okay. I already pumped when I talked to Yanni. But if people didn't hear that, go and listen to the Wager Rager podcast where there's a deep dive into a lot of these games coming up. But here, we're going to just pull out three bets that are going to win. So what do you want to start with? Where do I want to start? I do want to start and say that I need to get off the schneid here. It was a decent start to the season. I didn't go 0-3 last week. I went 0-2-1, right, because the Giants tied. Like That's, that's right. just my, my second uh, either loss or push this year. Actually, two games I've bet on have gone to a tie. It was that Colts game where I had the over, and it went 20-20 tie and didn't go over, and now this one. So that's classic NFCs. Let's get some wins. Like you said, we had some great conversation on the Wager Rager pod last week. And you know I've been having trouble with weeks. I think it's week 12 when it's 13. I think it's week 7 as it's 8. But last week before week 13, we had some good plays. I'm going to try to get something for you guys here today so that we can you know, close this thing out strong. Because there's only, what, five weeks left in the regular season? Tasting? That's right. That's five right. Five weeks left. So first bet of the week for you is going to be the Miami Dolphins minus three got it at minus 107 last night at points bet this actually drifted down because I think as we were talking on Wednesday night there were some three and a halfs out there more expensive three but I think that this is you know even though it's on the road Chargers don't have a big time home field advantage but it's more you know a bet on the Dolphins but also a fate on the Chargers Chargers 27th in defensive EPA per play so their injury report is just an unmitigated disaster. Like they're just a mess. Their scheme sucks. Their offensive line sucks. Their coaching staff sucks. Their home foot advantage also non-existent and kind of sucks. So I feel bad for Justin Herbert, but I don't think they make the playoffs again this year. And if they do, maybe they sneak in at nine and eight, but I think this is a loss. They fall to six and seven Miami. And we've talked about this this year, but when they're playing bad defenses and I classify a bottom five defense as bad, they take care of business. Tua takes care of business. They've been putting up points lately. 
I know that they didn't put up a ton of points against the Niners, but that's the Niners, and I regard them as the top defense in the league. They still moved the ball a little bit. It was just a matter of those third-down conversions where they went over in red zone. I don't see that happening here. So the Dolphins I'll take. I considered a team total over also. The best I could find was 27 and a half. And if this game ends like, you know, 27, 23, 27, 21, I wouldn't be too thrilled. So I'll take the Dolphins at minus three, laying the points on the road, and hopefully we can get a win here. Yeah, this won't be one of my picks for the show, but I certainly agree with this and have bet it already. All of the reasons that you said, I just think what the key to me, I mean, it's super simple, but when Miami plays bad defenses, they keep the pedal down and, and, do. and put up points. And so I think that that's likely here. And I think Miami's defense is improving. And I would put Miami's defense in that like, okay category. You know, they're, they're not yeah, trash. somewhere in the middle. They're, of they're the okay. Back. Like, you know, if you want to rank them 16, 18 and like, any given week, if they can force a turnover to, they're really in business. Cause if you have that offense, if you can force a turnover to, you're in anybody's game, like you can beat anybody. So I totally agree with that take. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Uh, what's your confidence level on Miami? Let's come hot out of the gate. Three on that. It's a three point spread. So let's do three on that because we need a goddamn win. <laughs> let's get one. All right. <laughs> what's the second winner? Second winner. Is going to be, you might not love this, but I'm not necessarily fading the Vikings. It's Lions team total over 26 and a half at minus 115. Went back and forth on this. I was like, do I really want to do this? I was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that you go 0 and 3. And we've been doing that in recent <laughs> weeks. So what's the worst that, like the worst that can happen is that you have your listeners come in and say, okay, D-Nice has been cold. I'm fading the shit out of this bet, right? So, <laughs> but here's the justification. Uh, at DraftKings, and this was late Thursday night, you could probably find something out there. I'd, I'd say like if it's at 27 and a half, okay, but try to get it a really good line because I really like having that 26 and a half in case it lands on 27. And they have landed on 27 in recent weeks. So they've won, was it four or five to five of six? Um, the Lions, I mean, if you look at all of the stats, their dropback EPA per play, which is a stat that I love to look at. I'm all about expected points added. And since week seven, they're number five in the NFL. I mean, they're in that like elite passing category right now. They've been putting up points. They're playing some teams that are, you know, okay. Don't have the best defense, but they're in it on Thanksgiving. Also the last few weeks here, I'm seeing they put up 27, 31, 25, 25 would be a loser here, but 25 is still good. 40 last week against Jacksonville. And I think that, you know, they're playing the Vikings who really lack a pass rush. I'm not a big fan of their secondary. I think that the Vikes, are they a little bit, you know, not overhyped at 10 and two. I think that they're a good solid team. And we talked about it this week, that they're a good solid team. Should they be 10 and two? I don't know, but they are. And they, they figure out these games to win in these close kind of matchups. Even if it's close, I still think there's points here. So like, even if they win 31, 28, if this is like an overtime game, I think that both teams move the ball. And so as opposed to laying points with the lions, which I don't necessarily want to do, it's like, I think the lions are good, but I'm not going to lay the points. I'm just going to take the team total over 26 and a half because they've been getting there every week. Jared Goff in a dome at home. St. Brown has turned into a stud. I have him on my DFS roster almost every week at this point. So 
maybe I do a St. Brown and Goff combination in the DFS playoffs. But long-winded way of saying that I like this number, 26 and a half for the Lions. And I'm really excited to watch this game. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this game too. And I actually love this play. So I've been trying to think through if or how I want to play this game. And what you just said about the the Lions going against defenses, Minnesota's defense isn't good. Like I can agree to that, okay? <laughs> right. I'm right, not saying yeah. they're they're maybe not the absolute worst in the league, but they're certainly bottom half. I don't there's no question about that. And when yeah. you look through at what Minnesota's been giving up to offenses that aren't as good as Detroit, they gave up 22 to the Jets. If it wasn't for a drop, that would have been at least 29. 26 True. to New England. Certainly the, the Lions have a better offense than New England. 40 to Dallas. That's a good offense. 30 to Buffalo. That's a good offense. So the, the Lions yeah, have a lot of points right now. And, yeah. and I like, I'm sort of, I, this is what I said on your show. I think that there's a, a good chance that this is a close game that goes yeah. either way late. And so I don't love the side either way, but I do. I mean, I thought about the over in general, but maybe Detroit does just like put the pedal down in this game, but you're covered either way with a team total. So I, I like that team total play. I think that's totally good. agree. The total in the game, if it was at 51 or below, I'd say, okay, is it still at 51 and a half? Uh, it's at 52. So you could yeah, still talk me good. into it. Like, I mean, if a team gets to 30, you have to be pretty confident that you'll get that home. And even if it's like, you know, 28, 27 type really grinded out game, which the spread is saying that. Like the spread right now, it's at two. I saw like a one and a half last night, two and a half. It's in there. Um, if it gets to three, maybe dabble on Minnesota because they pull out those close games. I'm really excited to watch this game. And Dude, to be honest with you, this could be a potential round one playoff preview. If the Lions get the seven and the Vikes hold on to that two, which I think they hold on to the two because the Niners don't have a quarterback and Tampa's not going to get the two seed, this could be round one right here. So very fascinating. This would be a banger for a playoff game. I, I don't really prefer yeah, for the Vikings to play Detroit. I'd, I'd rather, <laughs> I know they can't, but I'd rather have them play the Bucks than Detroit, to be honest. Yeah, but. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what's your confidence level for that one? Let's go three on that one, too. I do like this right. play just because the Lions yeah. offense is humming right now, man. Man, I don't have it in front of me, but I was looking through some numbers uh, yesterday. And Jared Goff's stats when Amon Ross St. Brown is on the on the field, I think he's like the number five quarterback in the league when St. Brown is on the field. So, Crazy. man, unless he gets hurt, like this is a this is a good offense. So probably need to play some overs on St. Brown. Now they'll be elevated, but that's a really good stat. His numbers aren't that bad this year. And if you put Jared Goff in a dome and you have that yep, offense homing, yep. give it to me at twenty six. Totally. And a half. Totally. Well, now you know what comes next. It's the I infamous do. plus money play of the week. It's the infamous one. I had some success mid-season. If you hear a cat screaming in the background, that is my cat. He's not being tortured. He's just, <laughs> you know, being dramatic. He's just being dramatic. The plus money pick I was looking at a couple of things. I didn't think that I'd end up here, but here we are. I got Browns plus four at plus 110 that's available at MGM points bet had a plus one oh what was it 107 105 um there was plus three and a half at some higher numbers also like you could get plus three and a half or plus 115 
I'm just going to take the four because I could see it being, you know, that classic 24-20 type game. I like that number. Like, if you're going to give me four, that's fine at a decent uh, price. So, Cincy, uh, we talk about training ranges and training ranges, you know, hasn't worked entirely too well. But uh, for me in the past two weeks, but long term, um, I think it's pretty good to look at. You have the Bengals that have emerged really as a conference contender again. And I know that they've won eight of 10 at this point. They just took down the Chiefs. I think the spread was a little bit too high. It got to, was it six to six and a half, perhaps even? Last night I saw yeah. it tick back down to five and a half. So if it was at six to six and a half, that probably would have been one of my non plus money plays. But here I'll say, okay, I think this is going to be a relatively close game. I know that the Browns aren't world beaters. These teams know each other well. For whatever reason, Joe Burrow struggled against the Browns. I don't always look at the head-to-head, but it is a divisional matchup. And the Browns, Watson did not look good last week, sure. But he's been out for two years. Now, is he going to bounce back hard in the second week? I don't know if he's going to bounce back hard. It kind of reminds me of when Vic was out of the league for two years. He came back and he looked a little bit sluggish and slow. It took him a good, you know half season to get back and then he stole the starting job so he might not look as good as he did two years ago but i think he's going to bounce back a little bit better i don't love the browns coaching staff but hopefully they put them in better spots and say hey nick chubb the first time around he only had 4.4 per carry which is fine but they stuck with the run one yards uh pretty sure that cooper had a pretty big day so just go with what worked last time and i think if you go with what worked last time you have the Bengals that are, you know, pretty content with that win last week. They know that they need to continue to win to get into the playoffs, but I think you could get them in a spot right here where not napping, but you could try to get on them early, grind them down. You know that Chubb can do it. And at plus four, I could see this easily being a 24 to 21 game, a plus four. That's fine. 24, 20 would push and positive pay payout here. So Sign me up for that one if you don't believe in the Browns and don't bet it. But that's my plus money pick of the week here. So I don't believe in the Browns, but I don't hate this pick for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, and I think we talked about this on your show, the the Browns beat Joe Burrow. <laughs> like that's that's what happened so far. And so even it's, though it's I like, weird, yeah, yeah, <laughs> even though I like Cincinnati, I would I think Cleveland is absolutely the side in this game. And what you said, too, about it being at five and a half now, obviously a game can end on, you know, a five point difference. But it's so uncommon that why not take plus money and get it down to four if the spread is five and a half? I think that's yeah, a, it's a in smart that way to play it. Yep. Exactly. So I like it. Um, totally confidence agree. for this yeah, one? It's in that dead zone. Let's do two points on that one at plus 110. Awesome. All right. The last thing I'm going to pump before we get out of here is as we are getting toward the end of the NFL season, though we have plenty of fun left, uh, D does, you know, all the other sports as well, but especially college basketball is something he's been doing. Um, you want to talk a little bit about how you approach college basketball and what you'll have going on with that? Yeah, man. I'm going to start to post some picks. I uh, started to build a model using Ken Palm data last year, and I know that's pretty common. It's got a whole bunch of calculations and metrics going on. Tuned it last year, tuning it early this year, but I'm going to start to post those for sure. Maybe we can even do a little kind of 
twice a week show talking about NBA and college basketball. Like, do I watch all of the games? No, but I'm going to input all of the games and I'm going to try to pick off value. It's been pretty good so far. Last night we picked off Rutgers. I had as a good value play that was good, but then Iowa rolled and uh, was pretty happy with that. And then I know that Minnesota lost, but I had the Wolverines at minus four and a half and they rolled up last night too. Going to start posting that, you know, the NFL won't be here forever, even though the season does drag along, which is fine by me until we're going on to like February 14th, I think. But you need to start to transition to some other things. And I'm not going to say that you, I'm not going to stop betting on football because, you know, it's football just because I've had a rough stretch doesn't mean that I'm not going to do it anymore. But there's a lot of good stats and numbers with college hoops, and I'm excited to get this going. So fun stuff to do and uh, hopefully we can have some success now through March madness. Absolutely, man. That uh, sounds like a lot of fun. So, all right. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping on this morning, taking a little time and, uh, and sharing the picks. and I'm sure we'll be talking soon. You got it. Appreciate it. Tasty. One of my favorite times of the week, my good friend, Phil Nason's is on the line. How are you today, Phil? Hey, man, I couldn't be better if they hung me with a new rope. How you doing? Well, I'm doing all right as well. And I, I expect, just like I have the Vikings hat on most of the time when we talk right now, I'm never shocked to see you in your Michigan gear. It's been, continues to be quite a season. I've never took it off. <laughs> not, not until they lose, right? Which at this point could be next year sometime. So oh, I don't think they're going to lose for a long time, but... uh yeah, it's good. I was going to wear my Vikings hat, but it's on the top shelf, um, and I can't reach it. Well, we'll just pretend. Yeah, but I have a we'll nice Vikings hat, as you know. I did it on the show. I do know about it, yeah. Yep. Anyway. Uh, well, uh, hey, we were talking before we came on, and uh, you know, I was sharing how one of the things that I had to learn the hard way when I started in this whole gambling thing, which I was new to, was that there are a lot of people on Twitter who are not worth following, um, who make it look like they're crushing it, when in reality, they are not anywhere close to crushing it and finding the people worth following can be difficult. You, on the other hand, have a ton of experience in this area. A lot of years, you've seen a ton of things. And so I'd love for you to just like talk for a couple minutes about uh, if people are newer to this, how do they figure out who's worth following? You know, I lived in a casino for a lot, a lot of years. <laughs> you know, when and at most of what I hear on Twitter, is the same crap I heard in the sports book or at the bar or wherever else. You know, you got, oh, these games are fixed. Oh, this is a trap game. It, those kind of things right there. Or 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 it's 25 games into the NBA season or the NBA season, and they say things like, how do I put this? They say, I can't believe how much parity there is in the NBA. There's The 12th seed in the West is only three and a half games behind the A seed. Okay, well, there's 25 games so far. That's normal. So if somebody's telling you things like that, then they're probably full of crap. Um, that's the first thing. Now, we didn't have these trackers when I first started uh, on Twitter. That's a new thing. I, I, I'm tracked at BetStamp. You can go and look at all my things. You don't see me taking victory laps. You haven't seen me taking one in a year or owning my losses. I don't need either of those. I have BetStamp, and that's tracked there. So bottom line is all these pretty face touts is what they are. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Where are they tracked? 
end yeah. of the day, if they're not tracked somewhere where you can see that, where you can go without asking them, then they're not worth following. Yeah, let me throw in something on that because this is something that I actually did early on, and I'm my stuff's on Betstamp now too. You can go see all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't talk. I don't talk about when I am doing well or when I'm not doing well on here either. The last couple months haven't been great for me, to be honest. The few months before that were great. You know, I've been up and down some, but I do it all on there. Last like a year ago, I would do what some people I see people doing now, where like on Twitter you just put your plays out with green check marks or X's beside them. Now you don't have to believe me, but like people listening to this, but I was being honest about what I want yeah. or lost, but do you know how easy it would have been for me not to, you know how easy it is to oh, just yeah. delete a bet that I lost? Like if people are only to your point, people can put out their plays on Twitter. That's fine. But if they're not being tracked somewhere that you can go look at it's you can't know if you can trust them or not. You know, the other thing, too, is do they put the juice? How much? What was the price they paid right. for those points? Right. At the end of the day, if they can't show you something third party, then then just don't pay attention to them. They're not worth it. Uh, the, the one thing that the content providers are very good at is because they have and because they have editors. I'm talking about written content. It is the information that you get from them. That's what you want to look for is information, you know. Again, yep. content providers have deadlines and those content sites have to pay their bills. So they need views. You're not going to get a lot of views if you put the game up one hour before it starts. Yep. Um, so you have to use that common sense as well and, and look for the information. Look for things that matter. You know, anybody can say, well, Minnesota is or I should say Minnesota is a two and six against the spread or 10 and two straight up. I can find that on my own i don't need you for that <laughs> right you have to give me something that i haven't seen anywhere else i think that i've done a good job with that but uh that's what you do and i do want to say too there are some good people out there on twitter like There's not everyone people. is a crackpot there are some really great people it's just you have to be careful about finding them that's and the and, and the other thing too pro sports better what does that actually mean do you make a living do you provide for your family solely on your gambling income you know, when I was coming up, there were very few real pro sports bettors. Uh, Billy Walters was one of them. Um, there's a few others, but Billy's the most famous. I remember watching Billy walk into the casino and the sports books would be like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's when you know you're a pro sports better. Yeah, but he wasn't adversarial. He was friendly right. with them. He didn't. He wasn't begging for comps. Yeah. He just, if, he walk, if he walked in, which wasn't often, but if he yeah. did. You know, they knew something was up. But you know what? <laughs> Lots of talk about the Minnesota-Detroit game, and I don't understand that either. That's another thing. When you start hearing things like this, avoid these guys. Look, the Minnesota Vikings are 10-2. Are and two. They're on the road against a team that's pretty hot, playing good at home. They should be underdogs. So what? If you think that Minnesota can cover or win, bet the damn underdog and just shut up. Instead of delegating. Is that what you're doing? I'm taking the underdog. I'm an you're underdog taking, guy. You you're taking the money line or the points? I'm taking the money line. I, I might take the points, too, and call it two bets. I'll give you a bonus bet today. <laughs> all right. Like I gave you with the Michigan, you should all be. Yeah, you did. And that one. That was a big sure. call. That, yep. was, that was almost as big as the Ohio State Clemson call I made on Facebook. I, I don't know if I saw that one. 
Ohio that was State. Long, that was that was when they beat them in the playoff. Oh, Smoked that's them. why I probably wasn't even. I didn't even know you then. So I didn't even know who you were then. No, that's right. Um, that's right. So. No, but uh, yeah, that was a fun one. But look, at the end of the day, Minnesota's got a pretty good offense. I know it doesn't show so much, but they've got really talented players. They sure um, do. I, you can say what you want about Kirk Cousins. I don't care what you say. But I'm going to tell you right now, he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff is. Jared Goff, he's, you know, now let's get this, make this clear. Detroit's playing pretty decent. Since I decided that Dan Campbell should be fired, they haven't lost. <laughs> but, right. you know, and I'm a Lions fan. I've been watching Lions games since before a lot of these pro sports bettors have been alive. And I can tell you this. Minnesota and Detroit's always a good game. Always yep. a good game. You know this as well as anybody. I've been watching these games since Fran Tarkington was a quarterback. And I used to cuss him all the time. All the time. I hated Fran Tarkington because he used to crush us. And I hated him for that. <laughs> but when I first went my first video at, at the Hall of Fame, the first narrated video I did there, the first bust I went to was Fran Tarkington took a picture and sent it to my friend Michael Noonan. Nice. I love yeah, because that's sports hate. You know what I yeah, mean? That is. But, yep. but back to Minnesota. Minnesota is 10-2. and two. So they must be doing something right. Detroit doesn't win close games at the end, but Minnesota has a way of doing it. You know, you can call it a fluke. You can call it whatever, but 10-2 and two is 10-2. and two. Go listen to Bill Parcells. You know, you gambling Twitter fellas who think you know everything about everything, go listen to what Bill Parcells says. You are what your record says you are. And I've got a 10-2 and two team that's an underdog against a home team that might be good or might not be. And I'm taking the Vikings on the money line at plus 120 at FanDuel. Yeah, I like it, man. I haven't bet this yet. Uh, I'm always hesitant to bet the Vikings, but I'll say this. I do think that these, especially with the Lions being hot right now, I think these are two similar teams, both pretty good. So to me the side would be whoever's getting the points or whoever has the plus money. Like if this line was flipped, I'd probably say the lions were the pick, you know, yeah. but I think with, I think with the Vikings being underdogs that to me, that's the side this week, but um, I think so too, but I, I left the, I left the ATS, the uh, ATS, the, the side bet. Look at me. I don't even know what I'm saying now. <laughs> I left, I left, I left the spread. I would leave it alone. I mean, yeah. you don't really know, but, your edge is that they are 10 and two and yeah. they have the best receiver in the game. Detroit's defense is worse than Minnesota's and it's not hard or out of the realm to believe that Minnesota can outscore that team. And I believe that they will. All right. I like it. So that's pick number one. What are you going with for pick number two? Okay. Now that we got the, obligatory underdog contest pick out of the that's way. right we got that done yeah <laughs> i'm taking the tampa bay buccaneers plus three and a half i i really want to play that on the money line um but i'm not going to i will on my own probably because i usually do that when i take an underdog i usually anything under five points i play the money line because you know you got to go do what you got to do but jimmy g out you know <sighs> jimmy g's okay they looked better with Brock Purdy, though, this week. But now you see Brock's got to think about all this stuff for a week. And he's got to think about playing against his bedroom wall. That's Tom Brady because every one of these kids has Tom Brady's picture on their bedroom wall when they were kids because he's been around that long. In fact, I think Tom Brady has played more football, NFL football, than uh, 
Brock's been alive, but that could be, I could be wrong. But uh, the end of the day is the Buccaneers defense is just stout and they're coming along. And I think San Francisco is a paper tiger. I, I think that Purdy's nice, but look, they've lost their backup running back. McCaffrey doesn't have the body left to go more than 20 snaps a game. They're not finding these playmakers like Ayuk and Sweeney. And, and a team like Tampa Bay will will exploit that. And Tom Brady, he's auditioning for his next job. He sees an opening <laughs> in San Francisco. Him and Aaron Rodgers both. And, it could and, happen. You know, I, I, th- I, I think that that game where they came from behind in one, was it on Sunday night? I don't remember who they played, but they beat them in the last drive. Just this past week? On. I think that they're – no, this was a few weeks ago. I think they oh, okay. won, what, three in a row? San Have they won three in a row, brother? Oh, no, Tampa Bay has won three of four. I'm sorry. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Tampa Bay covers. That's a minus 110. Because, you know, it's a side bet, and they're never usually plus money unless they want you to take that. And I right. believe that they was are not. also. So, so far. So, so we got rid of two picks. I gave you some content provider advice. I'll give you names. One of, the, one of these days, I'm going to name all their names. Oh, I know you're going to. It's all building up. I, I've been tracking these. Since I got hurt, I haven't had a lot to do. So I've been tracking these people. And you <laughs> might be surprised. The expose I'll, I'll, is coming. Oh, yes, for sure. But I'm going to sell that to a big-time thing. Anyway, there you go. my last pick of the day, the last one I'm going to make, I was right in following me at covers. I had, the, I had the Bengals game last week, and I also had the Browns. I, I did a little better than I did on this show. Just a little <laughs> better. I got backdoor covered again. Did you see that with the freaking with – with, with, oh, my God, that's number 17. I've lost 17 football wagers, college and pro, in the last two minutes of the games. That's that's 0 rough. and 17, tasty. That is, yeah. That you don't expect it to go 0 and 17, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you expect to lose some of those, but but that's that's rough. Well, I'm I'm going to do like my old friend Vitas Garolitis used to do. He played Bjorn Borg. He was like 0 and 19. I think it was Borg, and he he finally beat Borg, and he says nobody beats fetus Carolitis 20 times in a row. There you go. I got it going today. I'll tell you what, I had some great news this morning and now I'm fired up. Okay. So I'm going to stick with the Browns because you know what? I love watching them because all my friends, you know, are from Cleveland, a lot of them and they're Browns fans. I, I'm not, but I think this game goes over the 47 points. That's minus 110 again at FanDuel. Um, these games, these two teams play over the total, you know. This is a rivalry for real. The, the Battle of Ohio that the Browns have already won. They won the first round in Cleveland. But the over is 7-1-2 and two in their last 10. You know, that's important to note. I know that the Browns are a little different, but the Bengals ain't. Yeah. And uh, over is 6-0 and oh in their last six in Cincinnati. Because these guys play over. They just they, – their defenses – probably not as good as their offenses. Um, Burrow is starting to click. Again, I said last week, and I want to clarify something, by the way. You need real swagger to beat Kansas City. Real swagger. Quarterback has to have real swag. Joe Burrow has swag, and and so does Josh Allen. But Josh Allen has this little problem right here. If he were a tennis player, his career would be over. 
He would never get healthy. Um, he's a real man out there playing with that kind of injury. He can't even lift his arm. Every time he throws a ball, his arm hurts. So I want to apologize if I offended any of those fans from Buffalo. I did not mean to when I said that they weren't real. I didn't explain myself well. And it's mainly because Josh Allen, who is Mr. Swag B behind Joe Burrow, they're a damn good team. He's he's the truth, that kid. He's got yeah. balls. So and, and I want you to make sure that you understand that I did, didn't mean to disrespect him. Now, Browns. You know, they got some defensive players out, too. Denzel Ward. Um, oops, I'm not supposed to say it. Taki Taki. Out. Big part of their defense. Denzel Ward. Questionable. They've got so many issues on defense now. What was a good defense is not. And I just think in the Bengals, I think the Bengals are going to score on them. And I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a much easier time this week. Uh, he didn't look great. But then what do you expect from a guy who hasn't played much in two years? You know, um, maybe he didn't get his pregame massage. We don't really know. But, but at the end of the day, I think he's going to have a better game. Um, I did notice that like Dante people. A little better, you know, that's that chemistry is not there. I know it's in practice. They only play together, but they started to look. They started to re react when Deshaun went to the left or to the right. They started to realize they had to come back to the ball. Whereas with Jacoby Brissett, you go the other way because Jacoby will throw over the top on you. Deshaun, mm -hmm. Deshaun, that's the difference. So they can come back, get the ball, catch it here, and come through. Um, with with Brissett, though, they're going up like this. You see, he got to go yeah. over the top. That's the hmm. difference between a starting quarterback with 14 – he had a lot of yards, this kid, Deshaun Watson. He did. In years, man. Can you imagine that? But I just think this game goes over. Um, it's just the way it's always been. I've watched a lot of these games over the years with my Cleveland friends or whatever, and they just always go over. It's a big game for both teams. They're real rivals, and it should be fun. And it's a division game. And Cincinnati really wants to win that one. I don't think Cleveland is in the position to really get into the playoffs now. I'm not so sure. But Cincinnati has a shot at getting a good seed, maybe avoiding a wild card game. And I think that we're going to just go with the over here. I like it, man. Great breakdown on that game and uh, a, a wise direction to move there, I think. So, um, hey, before we get out of here, this harkens back to what we talked about at the beginning, but you've actually written a couple books that include some guidance on how to follow cappers and just some, if people are getting into gambling, it's a great entry point into sports betting. Uh, give me the names of those books. And I believe they're on Amazon. Uh, but yeah, they're on Amazon, Barnes and Noble or everywhere. Um, it's called betting football One Hundred and One. Um, it's really a, it's, it's a beginner's book. Uh, my friend, Michael Noonan, he, he kind of put in my head a few years ago when gambling became legal in Oregon, he said, most of these people don't know what they're doing. So that kind of gave me an idea and I, I decided to outline it and wrote the books on um, betting baseball. One one is also available at Amazon. I am currently working on betting tennis one one um, Nice. Yeah. And then I also have the basketball and, and the hockey too. And, and I'll get to those. I've had a few things on that have come first and uh, 
I have to deal with. And it's hard to write a book. It takes a lot of focus. And when you're in pain 99.9% of the day, it's not so easy. And, and the final thing I'll say is if they really are pro betters, they're never going to tell you a word. You know, I've been around real betters. They never tell you. Billy Walters. Ask Billy. Billy never tell even his own runners until he was ready for them to make a bet. Nobody knows. Yep. Because you lose your edge. And in, a, and in a game where the VIG is going up and up, where these casinos and sports books are, are banning or limiting winning betters, you got to really be smart now. That's it. I'm sorry, Tasty. I Absolutely. went a little far today. <laughs> Phil, great to talk to you as always. Uh, um, always great to talk to you. You guys have a great day out there. Good luck this weekend. Go Michigan! Thank you. Last week, I went 3-0 and on my picks, and I am not – Saying that like one of those Twitter touts that's like, look how awesome I am because I went three and oh, I'm saying it because I had had, I believe, four straight losing weeks, some of them oh and three, some of them one and two before that. So it was really nice to get back in the win column. I may have had a two and one in there. I'd have to go look. The point is it hadn't been good for a while. So it was nice to get back in the win column, get a sweep last week. It got me back to positive on the season just barely. So again, not saying much, but positive is better than negative, I guess. And I obviously need to keep that going here so that I don't go back down into the negative, which is what I'm going to try to avoid. We'll see if we can do it. Got three picks for you, and I'm actually going to give you a fourth one because I was back and forth between two picks as my, my final pick. And I'll obviously take one officially for the show, but give you a little bit on the fourth one as well so you can decide what you think about those. First up, I am going to go back to a well that we were riding earlier on in the season, and then it took a little bit of a hiatus, but I think it is going to be back to being a good play, and that is Philadelphia Eagles' first half. What I got is minus 3.5, minus 110. Let me flip over and check if that is the line that is. I didn't check this morning. So what I see right now is minus three and a half at minus 120, and I always say I'll take whatever is available when I record. So I am changing that to 120. I did bet it at 110, but officially we'll make it 120. I still like that. Fine. What this comes down to is, number one, a mismatch in talent. Philadelphia is an incredibly talented team. Even though some people have been downgrading them, I would still put them in that very top tier along with just a few other teams. And they are very strong in the first half as well. Well, on the other side, the Giants have lost some of their key weapons and maybe Saquon Barkley slowing down. Some people are saying that. I don't know. I don't know about that. Sometimes people just have a couple bad games, but really Philadelphia stepped up against the run last week um, with getting Jordan Davis back. And so I think that the, the Giants are just one dimensional at this point and being happy to play to a tie with the commanders tells me a little bit about where they're at mentally as well. So I think Philadelphia is definitely uh, or the Giants are overmatched against Philadelphia. But in addition, if you go and you look at the first half scoring, looking at the whole season, Philadelphia is number one. But we know that they were really strong the first whatever, eight games of the season or something, seven, eight games of the season. And then it had dropped off just a little bit. But even if we go and look at in the last three games, they're still fifth best, fourth best in the league at 17 points per game in the first half. 
Then we can look at home and away. And Philadelphia definitely has not been as strong away from home in scoring in the first half. 15.8 points per game versus 21 when they've been at home. So it is a little bit lower. But if we go to the Giants, they're down near the bottom of the league at 28th, 8.3 points per game. In the last three, they've been a little bit better, 10.7. but And they're actually slightly worse at home than they are away. Eight points per game in the first half at home, 8.6 away. So obviously, I would always love to get the three here rather than the three and a half because you know, you're shrinking down the sample size and, and that can happen. But I think that Philadelphia, if they can keep the momentum going from last week, and I don't mean momentum in some nebulous way, but just the the positive play that they had going on both sides of the ball. I think they can kind of step on the Giants early here and and get up by 14, maybe even 17 points in the first half and put it into a little bit of cruise control in the second to get this win. I could see potentially a backdoor cover here, which is why I want to go with the first half over the full game, though I don't hate the full game here for the Eagles either. I think it's a good spot for them. So I'm going to go confidence level three on the Philadelphia Eagles minus three and a half in the first half. I'm going to skip to my plus money pick because then my my other regular pick is the one that I went back and forth on where I'm going to give you two different games and talk about which one I ended up going with. My plus money pick is going to be the New York Giants plus four and a half. So an alternate spread at plus 182. I thought about just going straight up Jets money line here at plus 370. I actually have put a small amount on that personally, but I'm going to go with the four and a half instead. I know that uh, the narrative out there and, and early, early, on, not just a narrative, the truth early on in the season was that when the Bills won, the Bills won by a lot. And so you either wanted to bet against the Bills or you wanted to bet on them to win by a wide margin, like they weren't going to win by just a little bit. However, if we go back and look, so yes, they beat Atlanta and they they beat the Jets the first time 27 to 10, killed the Rams, killed the, killed the Titans. Then it starts tightening up. They beat Baltimore 23 to 20. They, they did destroy Pittsburgh. They beat Kansas City by four. They beat Green Bay by 10. Green Bay, not a great team. And I know that, you know, 10 is somewhat wide, but it's not crazy wide. Um, What am I getting wrong here? Oh, I'm sorry. That Jets game was from the end of last year. So please disregard. The first time they played the Jets, they lost. I should remember that 17 to 20. But again, it was a close game. They lost to Minnesota by three. That's a close game. They beat Cleveland by eight. So again, uh, you know, it's a wider margin than the four and a half I'm talking about here, but close. They beat Detroit by three, and then they did just beat New England by 14. My point is that while they still have beaten some teams by a little bit wider margin, they have also played a lot more close games than they did early on in the season and, and last season somewhat. The Jets are a team that I still like. It's funny to me how the Jets get one win with Mike White and everybody goes crazy and thinks that, you know, oh, the Jets are a contender. They're great. Could they win the division? And then they go and they lose one game to the Vikings, a game that they definitely could have won. I mean, I've been the first to say that. Drop in the end zone that may have put them over the top, though you don't know exactly how it plays out from there. And now everybody's like, oh, they're really not that good. And they're probably going to go in and lose by 10 to the Bills. The Bills are a good team that absolutely have the ability to beat somebody down. Of course, they could cover a 10-point spread, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about what we think is most likely and where there's value on betting lines. I think this is a close game. I think the Jets are live to win this game again. 
And so at plus four and a half, my uh, plus one eighty two, um, I I think that's a valuable spot. Um, I would also be interested in Jets plus ten here. Um, I was actually going to use that as one of my plays, but decided to go with the plus money here instead. So I'm going to give that a confidence level two. I am certainly less confident in that one than the than the Philadelphia play. At plus 10, it maybe would have been a three, but that's not what I'm giving out. All right, the last two are both unders that I thought about playing. The first one is Kansas City and Denver under 44 and a half. Probably pretty straightforward here, right? Denver can't score. <laughs> Denver's only been over 16 points twice this season. And while the, the Chiefs defense is not out of this world, they are a middling defense if you go and look at the statistics. Even against a middling defense, I don't think Denver is likely to score very much. I would say 16 is about their cap here. So 16 to... Oh boy, now my math is going to fail me. 28, 16 to 28. You still get the under here. And Denver's defense has been pretty solid. They have a pretty good secondary and have generally held teams down in terms of the scoring. I'm going to go look here at their games. Even in losses, 10 points, 23, 22, 17 uh, they did give up, uh, yeah, 17, 16, 19, 12. So I talk about how little Denver has scored, but they also haven't given up many points. They gave up 32 to the Raiders. And Kansas City's offense, I would say, I mean, on, Los, on the Raiders' best day, they could maybe be close to Kansas City, but consistently Kansas City is better for sure. But outside of that, um, they did give up 28 to Kansas City in the first game. That was one of the ones where they scored more as well, 24 to 28. But I just don't think this game plays out that way. That's not the way that these teams have been trending, especially the Broncos, both in terms of scoring and in terms of defense. I think it's much more likely that this game ends up being something like 20 or 21 to 10. And so under 44 and a half is something that I really like. The other one that I'm considering here is Tampa Bay and San Francisco under 38. Now, holy cow, 38, very low total, right? And it is a very low total, which makes it a little bit difficult to think about taking that. However, you already know if you've listened to me, I do not believe in Tampa Bay at all. They got lucky. I I'm going to just say it's lucky to get 17 points against New Orleans. I think they should have been more at like 10 or, I mean, they were three for most of the game. So I think that that even 17, which is low, I don't think looks like what actually happened there. 17 against Cleveland. They scored 21 against Seattle. It's well established that Seattle has a terrible defense. I mean, 16, 22, three points against Carolina, 18, 21. So yes, they are pushing up to that 20 point threshold about half the time. But usually when they do, I mean, it's against Seattle. It's against Atlanta. <laughs> um, they did get more points against Kansas City, but but when they face decent defenses, this team really struggles to score. I mean, close to along the lines of the Broncos. So I don't think Tampa Bay goes in and puts up many points in this game. I think that they probably are in that 13 to 16 point range. So that leaves us with, you know, even if they got to 16, that leaves us with 20. 22 21 points that San Francisco's allowed to score. So let's talk about the 49ers. 
Number one, Brock Purdy is going to be the quarterback. And while he did look good in the last game, it is generally true in the NFL that these players that have never played before come in, and especially when there's no time to prep, they can look pretty good. And they look pretty good against an average defense in Miami. However, once a team has time to scout a quarterback, they start to struggle quite a bit more. In addition, San Francisco is playing a, a top five, at, at least top 10, if not top five defense here. While Tampa Bay has struggled, the struggle has not been because of their defense. It's been because of their offense. And it was really interesting going back and looking at San Francisco's schedule. They have not played a good defense except for Denver all season. I'm going to real quick read these teams off. Chicago, trash defense. Seattle, trash defense. Denver, good defense. They scored 10 points. Yes, that was earlier in the season, but they scored 10 points. The Rams, okay, Rams have an okay defense. Maybe we could give them something with that one. They've put up 24 and 31 against the Rams. I think that's the best case for them to being able to put up points against a decent defense, but also they've just had the Rams number. Then there was... Carolina, eh, mediocre defense. Atlanta, terrible defense. Kansas City, mediocre defense. Chargers, trash defense. Arizona, trash defense. And then New Orleans, so-so defense, but only put up 13 points. So, Tacey, get to the point. My point here is that when the Niners face actual resistance on defense, which we haven't even seen very often this year, they can also struggle to put up points. And with Brock Purdy as the quarterback in his second game, yes, I know the first one wasn't a full game, but I'm going to say it's his second game. I think it's much more likely that he struggles some here. I do like San Francisco in this game to cover the spread. I bet that already. But I think I like the under even more because I think both of these teams are really going to struggle offensively. I, I can absolutely see this being a 16 to 10 kind of game. So that's my take on both of those games. I would say both of these are confidence level two plays for me. If you want to tail or fade either one of them, you can think about which one you thought the case was better for. But I am going to go with Tampa Bay and San Francisco here because I'm a little bit afraid of uh, Kansas City coming in off a loss. If they keep the pedal down, I think it's possible that into the second half they could put up a lot of points. Though I have bet both of these games under. So just to say, like I have bet them. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay, San Francisco, under 38 at minus 110, confidence level two. Those are my plays for the week. Hopefully this has been informative, enjoyable. You know, if not, sorry. <laughs> if so, would love if you could leave a like, leave a comment. Let me know what picks you're liking for this week. And hopefully we can all together go and make some money in the NFL. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you.